0: We're in the middle of a series um, called Up, In, and Out. uh, Well, about Up, In, and Out. It's a series called Basic, and we're looking at those relationships Jesus um, called us into up our relationship with the Father in our relationship with those who are disciples and out those relationships with people that don't yet know Jesus yet. And so um, part of the in piece is that we are part of the family of God, uh, that we are brothers and sisters. In fact, there's this text in 1 Timothy 5 that says, um, I can sit down so you guys don't have to look at my butt anymore, Um, uh, that says, do not exhort an older man, but entreat him as you would a father, younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, and younger women as sisters in all purity. So we're a family, and actually Aaron, uh, we brought four people from this campus to Grace Campus just at the last hour. So Rebecca Stewart, Jenna was supposed to be there. And then, you know, I feel like super spiritual people would be in church the Sunday after an emergency C-section. But, um, uh, you know, we'll just, you know, pray for them. And uh, so it was Rebecca and Aaron and Lita, who's kind of newer, so you may not, not all of you may know her yet. And then, um, who am I forgetting? Rebecca, Aaron, Lita, and Joey. He wasn't anywhere for me to see, so that's kind of why that was confusing. So they got to share a little bit about Regen and what God's doing there. My friends here are going to share about Grace and what God's doing here. Um, I think one of the things that we tend to forget is that we are called to be family together. And for some of us, that has weird baggage. And for others of us, that can be really refreshing. Aaron drew our attention to a text in Ephesians that I really liked. Let's see, go eat pizza, Galatians, fish, there we go in Ephesians 2 where Paul says um, y'all are no y'all are no longer strangers and foreigners you are citizens along with all of God's holy people you are members of God's family together we are his house built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets and the cornerstone is Christ himself we are carefully joined together in him becoming a holy temple for the lord through him, you Gentiles are also being made part of this dwelling where God lives by his spirit. And so we get to share in a dwelling of, that God is building in us. So we're going to um, ask them some questions, and uh, it'll be good, um, and uh, that's where we're going to go. So we're going to start and pray for them, because some of us are, some of these folks are, are freaking out a little bit, and that's okay. Amen. Amen. All right. So let me, let me make sure your mics are on. I'm going to do that to make sure you're good, and I'm going to do this to make sure you're good. Okay. And uh, if you guys could start by sharing your name and how long you've been attending Grace Campus. Whoever. Yeah.
1: My name is Terry, and I've been at Grace since I was five, and I'm not saying how many years that is. Okay.
2: (laughs) I'm Dave. I've been at Grace for 48 years.
1: I'm Kelly. I've been at
3: Grace for three years.
4: My name is Dan, and uh, I've been
0: a part of Grace family for a lot of years. So, that's awesome. Why did you choose to go to Grace? So, as with the last campus, you guys have an advantage. You don't all have to answer, but why, why did you choose to end up at Grace?
3: Uh, I came after finding my biological brother and my adopted, bro- well, he, my brother, biological brother was given up for adoption, and my family attended Grace, and I've been there ever since.
1: Uh, Grace chose me um, because I was there at five, but I did leave. Um, I had a little temper tantrum in my late 30s, um, and then I chose Grace. There
0: you go. Cool. Um,
4: my wife and I actually were invited to Grace back in 1974. Yeah, 74. <laughs> um, it was a, we had young friends, and we were young then, believe it or not. <laughs> And uh, so, a young group, uh, we joined uh, Grace and started attending uh, back then. And um, so, we just sort of were with a kind of like a, a small
0: group, I guess you would say, hmm. Grace. What significant spiritual thing? What's that? Oh, Dave didn't answer. No, please. <laughs> Dave and I get into a lot of trouble together. So if he tells you, Sarah is like nodding. Uh, don't listen to anything he says. No. Okay, uh, please.
2: The last minister before I go on, it was our church. I'm kind of loud and boisterous, you know. And so the last minister told me, he says, you haven't got nothing on this guy. Yeah. He got it all over you, and he does, you know. Well, I got out of the service in 1968, and um, my wife and I were, were dating at the time, and um, I, when I went to service, we said I, we said well won't we get out if I get out we're still interested and we were still interested in each other and Noraenringngetta invited us to come to Grace and we started there in uh in July of uh, nineteen sixty eight
0: okay, so here's the real question what significant spiritual thing has happened in your life because of Grace Church um, I'll
1: start yeah. Uh, I was saved as a teenager at Grace, and um, but that was being saved, and so I, I wanted Jesus to be my savior, but wasn't too sure about Lord of my life. You know, that I kind of wanted to be Lord, and um, so I had like a moral and religious journey for of decades (laughs) and then um through it through a difficult divorce I left Grace because of course the people at Grace didn't do what they should have done to prevent this divorce and God didn't do what he should have done. So um I had my little temper tantrum and left. Um thankfully God is merciful and did not leave me and kept edging me back to Grace. And uh I see your tagline on the screen is regeneration welcome home and that was um, my tagline for Grace was "Welcome Home," mm. so I came back to where I felt comfortable and had family, and then I was able to start a spiritual journey, a mm. relation relational journey with Jesus, and uh, so I, that was the biggest thing for me.
0: I want to say before I go on, because I was not clear about this. So we are at Regen and Grace. We are one church in two locations. So if you're if you're here today and you're like, "What? Why are these people?" So. That we have a location on the northwest side of Warren um, that's less than 10 minutes from here that is an established church. So they have been worshiping in their sanctuary for 50 years. They've been in existence for longer than that. We have been a church for like three and a half or four years. So um, in, at the beginning of last calendar year, Grace kind of adopted regen. And so we've been talking about one church, two locations. So we share some staffing, we do a lot of ministry together. And so one of the goals of this morning is to help us kind of have a name and a face for these other people, right, that Kyle pastors. So I, as in every way that I am your pastor, I am their pastor, right? Some people are like, so what does he do for the other church? And we're like, the pastor. And they're like, what do you mean? What do you mean?" And like, well, he's the pastor there, you know. So, um, so I think that helps you. Anyway, so anyway, that question is what, is what significant spiritual thing has happened in your life because of Grace Church?
3: Uh. Spiritually, I had to find my way myself. I tried for many, many years to do things my way, and it didn't work out my way. Um, It was about taking me out of my comfort zone. Um, Still taking me out of my comfort zone. Um, Still trying to... Hold it together here this morning because I'm the one that got hit with a ton of bricks between grace and regen. Um, but showing me that even through my trials and hard walks that the Lord is with me no matter what, no matter what, When I feel that I can't, Hmm. that I can and that I will, just to rely on him and walk with him and knowing that I have support even walking in here this morning.
4: Well, uh, when you hand somebody with experience a mic and tell them to relate their experiences you, you know you got to be careful because you know we've all heard that experience well i remember back in 57 <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then then you're on for the next hour and a half uh so you know kind of have to edit uh like i said we came to grace in, in 74 my wife got saved at grace and uh, it took me another 10 years or so of uh of watching her changed life But, uh, good, thank you, Rebecca. Thanks. (laughs) But, you know, uh, a lot of you know, God has called me over 33 years of walking with Christ, uh, to do many, many things, and uh, I have even done some of them, so uh, (laughs) yeah, it's true. Uh, the last thing, uh, I was called, I know the voice of God, and God. Called me to Grace to teach a Sunday school class. This is about seven years ago or so, and uh, that was significant for me because um, it was mostly young people in the class, and and uh, kind of was like a review. I, I taught Sunday school and taught Bible study for for like thirty years, but uh, coming to Grace and doing it with a younger group, that was I think that was significant. And the other significant thing that has happened recently. I've had the benefit of, of good relationships and even really close friendships with a lot of the pastors over the years at uh, Grace United Methodist Church. And they've had some great pastors. Um, but I think spiritually significant uh, in the last couple of years, I feel a, um, a revival of the Spirit mm-hmm. coming to Grace Church. And we've been looking for that for a while. And it's not to say that anything, you know, was awry or that anything was off at Grace Church. It's just one of those times. Like, in, in, during the 70s, some of you remember this. You know, there was a real uh, sweeping of the Holy Spirit across the country uh, through the mid-70s into early 80s. And a lot of people were caught up in, the, in that movement of the Spirit. You know, back then, uh, you had Jesus Freaks, and, you know, it, it manifested itself in a lot of different ways. But... Uh, at Grace, I think we've been waiting for some type of spiritual revival. And I know that, uh, that God uh, dropped Kyle and Stephanie here as part of that. And so we're real excited, um, not only in what has happened in the past and things that God has called Grace Church to do and things that God has called my wife and I to do, but uh, we're excited to see what God's going to do uh, with this next move of the Spirit, and uh, I think that part of that is uh, regen. Um, I don't know. My wife and I were one of the things we were called away, like, like Terry said, for a, kind of a hiatus from Grace for a while. We were involved in planning a church uh, in Cortland, and uh, we realize what a miraculous work it is to. Uh, start a church. So if you're here at Regen, um, you are part of a miraculous work, I can tell you that, and you're part of this movement of the Spirit uh, that we're all experiencing. And we can see it already uh, starting to happen at Grace, uh, but we're really, um, really prayerful and excited to see what's going to
2: happen. You can get mixed up in board meetings and this council and doing this and doing that and all kinds of stuff. But when I first went to Grace, um, after about five or six years, I became charge of, of, of athletic things, you know. And so I had, uh, I had 15 guys playing basketball. I had 20 guys playing softball. I had 60 people playing volleyball at the time. And it was a great thing. I was one of, I was one of those,
0: so was my dad, actually That's for the right. records yeah. dad his dad was too and uh, and
2: it, it, it was a great thing, but were we completely into the word? Did we know that we were saved? Did we read our Bibles? I got away from it at that time because I was so involved in all this other stuff, mm-hmm. and so then things started going awry, and bonnie and 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 the three of us. Uh, we were on these committees and stuff and we were thinking we're going downhill what are we going to do what are we going to do and we just did this for years and we tried to figure out things you know to do but we had a foundation in the church that was good spiritual people mm-hmm. and they and they and they stayed with us and they worked with us mm-hmm. and 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 there's so many new things coming around that we asked Lindsay, Lindsay comes in, and she says, we're going to do this, this, and this, and this. And we sat there, and we go, oh,
0: what? <laughs>
2: What's this? What are we going to do, you know? And, and we're starting to get kicked in, kicking into it. But you here, you are part of our spiritual thing. Mm. God brought you guys into our lives to help us out, to help guide us in the future. Mm. You, we needed something different. Our church is very traditional. We're starting to flip a little bit. But hmm. you guys here, you are an answer of 10 or 15 years of answered
0: prayer. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I think what's a couple stories from my side of this, by the way, is uh, in context, those of you who know Danny the intern, that is Dan and Char's grandson. So... Uh, and Danny the intern and Cat the intern will be back this summer, married to each other, so they will be the interns' dresher. Um And uh, and so that's pretty cool. So we're excited about that. Um, uh, and it's really it's interesting because I'm sitting here thinking about like, like if you don't know this, I go back many generations at Grace. My my grandma met Jesus at Grace Church, 76 years ago. She died January of 15 and I was, I got the call in April of 15 that I was going to Grace, and um, I called my parents, and they were like, that's weird, because my parents were married at Grace Church. All my grandparents on both sides were in the same Sunday school class together, Um, and my aunt and uncle met at Grace Church. My dad played sports with Dave. My mom, you got, she's not up here, but that's Bonnie Mallory, and that's Dan's wife, Shar, over here, and Bonnie was a youth group leader when my mom was in youth group, and she was like, "Mrs. Mallory was the coolest" because we would ride in her car <laughs> and like all this kind of stuff. So when I called my parents, and my parents are now divorced, but when I called my parents separately, yeah. the what's that? She babysit your mom. Yeah, oh, Terry babysat my mom. Yeah, you lived. A car. Yeah, I mean like weird stuff, right? And um and then like here comes Kyle as the pastor, right? So that's weird. Um, uh, and I call my parents now divorce and their first, I call my mom, mom, I'm, I got appointed to Grace Church. That's so weird. First words, call my dad, mom, dad, I got appointed to Grace Church. That's so weird, <laughs> right? <laughs> so like there's this really interesting thing that God is doing, uh, like where it's almost like generations are kind of coming back around somehow, or I don't know what's going there, but there's this really interesting thing. And <laughs> I'm watching Grace Church, like um, a number of people, have really just stepped up to the plate and trying new new things and walking into new paths. And actually, Terry and I had lunch within my like first two months. And you told me, Terry, like I prayed that if God sent us like a new pastor that was young with vision, that I would be flexible. And little did she know just how flexible she would need to be. <laughs> but <laughs> Terry, we were a lot of these folks you're seeing us were very close to, and it was hard to even pick. Like, how do you pick? Who do you pick? Like, there's so many great people at Grace. So I was actually to staff like we might need to keep doing this, but um. Okay, so it's not about me talking. So the next question is, um, why? okay, so a lot of you have been at Grace for, you've been there for a teeny tiny little amount of time, but a lot of you guys have been there for a long time and maybe hiatuses, but why do you choose to stay? Because it feels like a lot of people, like it's easy to leave churches and go find somewhere else to go. So why do you why do you choose to stay?
1: Okay, I chose to come back. Sure, yeah, right. <laughs> Um, because I realized that the other churches I tried, they all had problems, and um, those people disappointed other people like I thought people had disappointed me. Um, but I kept hungering for that warmth, that feeling of familiarity, um, be a part of something. Um, hmm so so I came back and I came back with a teachable spirit hmm. which I think is what the whole temper tantrum was what God used my temper tantrum for hmm. was to give me a teachable spirit I had to come full circle and um, that then was the beginning of my
0: mm-hmm.
1: truly spiritual journey so that's why I came back okay.
0: don't be afraid to hold the mic real close team too there you speak go speak loud yeah <laughs>
3: Um, I had a bad experience at another previous church, and I found grace, and it's just welcoming. It's family. Um, Steph and Kyle are just amazing. Even when things are hard, they show you to keep moving forward. Hmm. I can even get my husband there, and he listens. I see small changes in him. Um, Just not to give up, even with my children, my adolescent children that like to drive you crazy at that age now. You still just keep praying and not giving up. Always welcoming and warm and it's extended family.
2: It's the people in the church. They are so warm. And they welcome you so much, and it's just—it it was just a, a love that kept us there, you know. And uh, you get uh, to know people mm-hmm. in the church, and um, we have a group of people that we camped with all the time, and we've been camping for quite a few years with these people. And we would go to a uh, mosquito lake, and we'd camp for the
0: weekend—an exotic destination. Yes, if there ever it's was very one.
2: exotic, you know. <laughs> I go to Florida for about six weeks in the, in the winter, and everybody says, "How was Florida?" I says, "It wasn't as good as Mosquito Lake." <laughs> 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 these people here are so warm, and they you love them so it's much, rich. you know. And what we do at Mosquito Lake, we we eat and talk about people, and we talk about people, and then we eat, and we just enjoy each other. Are so you much. gossiping
0: on these camping trips? Oh Does yeah, oh, okay.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah. We <laughs> gossip about each other, but but. But you see these people, or I see Terry, or I see, I see Bonnie, or I see somebody walking towards me in church. And you can see I can see a look on their face or they can see a look on my face, and I say, What's wrong? You know? Or somebody will come walking up to you and say, I need to talk to you.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know? I need to talk to you. And, and and when somebody's when you see somebody go into the hospital, you say, Call me. What can I do for you? Mm-hmm. And these people here, they'll call you, or they'll stop you, and they'll say, "Pray, for, just pray for me." And you don't say nothing else to them, mm-hmm. and you pray for them that week. And the next Sunday, you go back, and they come up to you, and they say, "This, this, and this happened. Keep praying." Or their prayer was answered. But when you, you, mm-hmm. you know, pretty soon, you guys will be able to be, walk by each other and look into their face, and you'll they'll see something. You'll go, "What's going on?" Can I help you? So that's the thing that kept us at Grace Church is the love of those people in in, in Grace Church.
4: Yeah, I, uh, you know, when we were uh, with the church that we planted for a number of years, we were there and at Grace, I always felt like we were kind of dual citizenship. Uh, My wife played the, even when we were at the other church, my wife played the piano at Grace for, I'll be going on how many years now? Forty years maybe. And uh, so we have a lot of good personal uh, relationships with people at Grace. And we had good personal relationships with people at the other church too. Hmm. And sometimes, you know, uh, sometimes the call of the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit directs you, um, you know, you, you have to sacrifice some things. And um, that's something I would say to young Christians is, first of all, it doesn't matter if you're a young Christian or an old Christian because God's not a respecter of time. And we know that you can get old without getting wise, unfortunately. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) but you know, Kyle's been in this series up in and out. And I would say that uh, you need to... Be able to discern the voice of God for direction in your life. Hmm. That's something that a young Christian needs to know. And the way to do that is to deepen your experience in the word and deepen your prayer life. And the reason I say deepen your experience in the word, I, I don't mean study the word. I don't mean, you know, read the word. I don't mean read books about the word. I mean, read the word prayerfully and mm-hmm. And get what God wants you to get out of it, you know I see I see the Word of God as like you know we 're all created with with like a communication device built inside of us you know, we 're created with the ability to communicate with the Creator mm-hmm. and how do how do we you know where 's the user manual for that communication device it 's in the Word of God. you get into the Word of God, mm-hmm. you pray. Mm-hmm. And soon, you will start to get this voice that's not your own, <laughs> you know. And through experience and mistakes and trials and tribulations, pretty soon you learn to discern that voice. And so, uh, I knew that that God had called me. In fact, I'd pray, but I was praying about a place uh, to teach the Bible. I, I'd been teaching the Bible at this church for twenty-some years, and and another, I, I gave it up, God directed me to give it up to another person, which I did. And, and uh, so I was praying about, you know, where, where am I going to teach next? And I'd been praying about that for a couple of months. And uh, I, just, I just got the, uh, the word that, you know, I'm going to be in the church. And then Bonnie and another woman from Grace, out of the blue, came up to me and said, we think you should teach a Bible study at Grace at Grace Church. And so, you know, that's how we actually began to attend Grace full-time again. So if you want to know why we're there, God called us there. <laughs> and, of course, you don't know. You know, you always look back and say, well, I can see now. Oh well, yeah, right. You know, but I can see that part of the move of the Spirit is that God wanted us there. You know, and so that's why we're there.
0: One of the questions I asked, so I'm going to actually skip a question for us, but one of the questions that I'd asked the regen folk at the last service was like, what is the benefit of being connected to grace? And somebody kind of talked about um, the legacy of faith and walking with Jesus. I think that was Joey walking with Jesus over the long haul and what that to teach us. So Dan kind of already hinted at this, but about like, what what would you say to a young Christian? So a lot of us, uh, a lot of people at regen are like kind of, new in their faith and even if we're not like I've been following Jesus for most of my life but that's still only about less than 20 years I think and so like that's a little you've been a little bit longer than me right some of you so um and some people in this room are like just I mean literally have just stepped across the line of faith in the last year or so what would you kind of say what would you say to a Christian that's just starting out like from your kind of perspective what do you think is something that they need to know or be attentive to? I'm trying to see what exactly I word of it. You've been following Jesus decades longer than many people here. See, I shouldn't have said that. It rubs it in. What wisdom, what wisdom do you have for someone in the early years of their walk with Jesus? So Dan said, learning to hear the voice of God. I mean, I don't know if there's anything more important, but see if you can try to beat that, Kelly. Nice.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, walk by faith um learn to trust um, Now you put me on the spot. All right, you can Thanks, but, Dan. Yeah, Thanks. You can do Thanks, you want time to go for a little bit longer. More? No, just learn to trust in the Lord and listen to the Lord even when you feel that it's not what you think. It's not about you, it's about the Lord. It's uncomfortable Hmm. but to know that he is there no matter what even when you think that he's not there he is there um kind of bizarre but i can look back when i was not walking with the lord and see now that somebody had their hand on me and i didn't know it Hmm. Walking by faith and entrusting and loving and always be grateful mm. and thankful for even the small little things. Mm.
1: I would say be intentional in developing your relationship with Jesus uh, through the word, through prayer and to love, forgive, forgive. Love some more, forgive some more, and love again.
2: Um, I wake up in the morning praying. I just, I pray for somebody that, that that there's something going on in their lives, or I just pray for my family, or I just pray for, for something. And an, And another thing, try to read your Bible a little bit every day, or you got kids or you're having a tough time you know you got a busy schedule uh one of the uh one of the book little booklets our daily bread our oh. daily bread our daily bread if you get up and, you, and read our daily bread or something like that and then god has a way of making you very uncomfortable he puts somebody in your mind and you say okay you know and then a while later, a couple of days later, you know, you'll put that person back in your mind, and you still forgot about it. And then you start feeling, caca, you know, you know, what's going on here? <laughs> you know, what's, what's going on here? You know, you're, you're, you're in a bad mood and you're, all this kind of stuff. And he, and he brings that person's name past you again. Mm-hmm. And you say, and I say, I don't want to go visit that person, you know, or I don't want to do this thing in the church, you know. And then he gets on me so bad, I go and do it. And then after I help the person or do something at church, I am on a high. You know, you're on a high. You know, so he's going to knock on your door, and you're not going to feel good at all. You're going to have a little bit of an attitude and stuff. And it's going to, and and the and the longer you let it go, the more he's going to knock on your door and say, "How about doing this?" You know. And so you keep on turning it down. He's going to get a little bit farther and farther away from you. Then you have to start praying again. You got to start reading your Bible a little bit more again. And then until you until you get going. But the main thing is prayer and have a devotional. Try to do a devotional every day.
4: I think, despite the word "caca," that, <laughs> 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 that was very eloquently put. Kaka. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. No, <laughs> No, what what Dave is what Dave has related there is exactly the thing that we're talking about is, is hearing the voice of God, when He knocks on your door, as Dave put it, you know, and and you don't want to do it, right? All right. You never want to do it. No. <laughs> you wish you could, but you never want to do it. But the more you do, the more you grow, and the mistakes you make help you grow. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. If I if I had anything other than what has been said here to say to somebody starting out, I've learned this uh, over and over and over. And my wife and I are a team, really. I mean, we're, you know, God has called us together hmm. and called us together to move in many different ways, do so many different things. But uh, I probably say this too much, but it's been ingrained in me, is that God is faithful. God is always faithful, but people fail. So as a young Christian, you have to be careful not to focus on people. You know, I've told Cal, yeah, he's the pastor. He should be the spiritual leader of the church, but he's not the voice of God. You know, he's not God. So, you know, a lot of people will get their eyes, young Christians will get their eyes fixed on a pastor or fixed on someone in the congregation, and they think they walk on water. And as soon as that person makes a mistake, then their faith is damaged. Hmm. So if I had any, you know, real piece of advice for a young Christian is focus on Jesus, Hmm. okay, because he won't let you down. Hmm. God is always faithful. Men always fail.
0: Hmm. I think what was really striking, so with the Regen folks coming to Grace Campus earlier this morning, and then with y'all, like there's this piece that the central theme is Jesus right, and knowing him, and, and here, if you wanna know what a disciple is, it is somebody who hears God's voice and does what he says. And sometimes I get frustrated with that definition because I'm like, that's too easy. But then you think, wait a minute, I have to hear God's voice <laughs> in the middle of whatever it is that I'm doing, and my suffering, and my good things, and my marriage, and my parenting, and my whatever. And then I have to do what he says. And Dan said, you know, God's called me to do many things, and I've even done some of them, Right. So it's not just one thing to hear God's voice. It's to do what he says that really becomes the challenge. Um, and that's kind of the heart for both of us is that we hear the voice of Jesus in our lives. We become more like him by doing what he says. Um, so this is, this is a curveball question. And then, um, Dan, I'm going to have you pray. But, ha- yeah. I would say
4: that there's this, you know, the difference here is that, you know, the young people came to grace and they had really good things to say in a very short period of time.
0: Yes. <laughs> and you notice how long. <laughs> yeah, I know, I had to add questions at Grace Campus because we were done in like 15 minutes. I also picked a lot of relatively introverted people, right? That was a bad call, um, but this, this not so much. But, uh, so. Uh, introverted. <laughs> David, I'll deal with you later. Um, one time David is, yells from the back of the church, which if you've ever been to Grace Campus, it's this long, yeah, it was, long, the, thing, it was the best thing. This, it's a very long, narrow room, and, uh, whereas like, we're pretty wide and shallow, but it's, it's long and narrow, and Dave yells from way in the back at something I say, yeah, but I'm cuter, right? <laughs>
2: no, you said, you said Dave and I have the same color shirts on. That's today. true, that happens a lot. And I says, and you know what, I shouldn't have said it.
0: You regretted should, it immediately. I could like.
2: have said it to Kyle, but I couldn't, I shouldn't have said it to the minister because he was a minister, you know. And I, and I says, I'm cuter, you know. And he turned around to the choir and he says, I don't
0: know what to say. <laughs> yeah, I got, <laughs> I got flustered, you know, which that's hard to do. Um, okay, so what is, how can, regen? so the question I asked last campus is how can Regen be praying for Grace, which I really liked. So how can, no, how can Grace be praying for Regen is what we asked last time. So this time how can Regen be praying for Grace Campus? No, no, no. How can we, how can these people be praying for that location?
1: That we don't stay in our set ways and that Mm. we are flexible to change. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: That we do things together and Mm. it's not... Grace Church is not region. We somehow do some things together and get to know each other by our first name because it's it's it's, it's region or it's it, it's it's grace, you know. If we can, you know, uh, if we can work together, if we if there's something coming up and we can just we can just work together and we can we, we can mingle and get to know each other personally.
4: Mm. Well, uh, one of the first people that I met, uh, other than Kyle from Region was Lindsay. And, you know, she had all this energy and all these new ideas and things that were happening. And um, I just want to say there's nothing wrong with tradition. Mm-hmm. You know, Grace has a reputation of being a traditional church, which there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, you can bring a new spirit to tradition. hmm And I think if there's any group that can pray that, Mm. pray grace into that, it's regen. Mm. Um,
3: Pray for unity, for family. Mm. We're all one family.
0: Mm. Love that. Um, Yeah, this was fun. This was rich. I think we might do that again sometime. Um, I'd like to say one more thing. Okay. I'm bracing myself now. You are you better. Uh.
2: <laughs> I was thinking about you guys. I've been I've been praying for you guys, and I've been thinking. And uh, and and uh, I'm with a group of guys, and we're down to two. But got people go and come, come and go, and so we've been doing this for 20 years on Friday mornings, and so we've had up to three or four or five guys, and then we're down to two guys now. One guy's here, but but we keep it we keep it going and then, then then you have your bible studies and stuff and a good group is not over 5 or 6 people and you get to know each other really well and and you and you and you study the bible and then maybe a couple weeks later you just sit and you talk you know talk you just talk among each other
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it's it's very important to do that talking and then people have, get confidence in each other, and then they say, "I have a problem," hmm. and they talk to one of you hmm. talk to another person, and they know what they're going to say does not go beyond that person hmm. that's what's happened in my life. Hmm. These guys that i've been with been with we can talk about very personal things in our lives, and it does not go any farther than that so if the Guys and the girls can have thing, or guys and on with guys going out and, and girls and girls. You know, it's, it's very important to get that personal relationship because if the person doesn't want to go to the minister and say something, is there somebody that I'm close to that I can go to in my church and talk things out?
0: Hmm. Dan, would you close praying for, but would you pray for Regen?
4: Father, we just lift you up and we acknowledge you for who you are, Lord. Mm -hmm. We know you are the giver of all things. Father, I ask that the people who regularly call themselves at Regen, Father, that they would recognize the miraculous work being done in them. Father, and that they would continue in the steadfastness that they see at grace. Father, that they would acknowledge what's happening in their life, that they would get into the Word, that they would continue to grow. Father, we ask that you would pour all your blessings out upon them. Father, that this would light up to this community. Continue to reach out, Father, to those who do not know Jesus yet. Lord, we ask that for all the people who walk through the door, they'll feel that love that we heard about this morning, that community that we heard about, Father, and just keep the... uh, Keep the enemy at bay here, Father. Lord, we ask that we will continue to hear and see things coming out of here, Father, that we know you're the author of. Lord, I particularly pray for Kyle and Stephanie that they continue to have the strength, the faith, and the spirit to move your work further, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.